Hola, mi gente. Welcome to Culture and Sancocho. I'm Yaya. And I'm Pamela. And the purpose of this show is to talk about events, uh, current and past, and issues that impact Afro-Latinos. So we're here to provide a perspective from our experiences out of the frustrations that others are trying to tell our story. It is our story because it is our experience and our identity. So we're just here because we can no longer let the media tell our stories or Hollywood or other non-Afro-Latinos. So we're here to bring inclusion and awareness to our identity and we want to talk about our heritage, good or bad, and unpack it all. How are you, Yaya? I am good. I'm so, so excited, Pamela. So I don't know if you can hear it from, um, from her tone, but Pamela is the history buff. So we are going to learn a lot from Pamela. I am going to be the one questioning her and kind of being the devil's advocate. Of course. <laughs> I'm super excited um, to be here. Pamela, introduce yourself. Like, where do you come from? Um, where are you now? What do you do now? So Pamela? I'll give you a brief of my background. So I'm Dominican. I was born in DR. Um, raised in Atlanta mostly. I had a brief stint in New York. Um, but I was raised basically just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, which might as well be Atlanta. Um, so raised in a place by the time I left New York, it was just, I was, people couldn't figure out who, what, where, how is this brown girl speaking Spanish? So I would pass some time in, in, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mexican. Surprise! Um, and then I would spend my summers in New York visiting family, you know, where the rest of the Dominicans are. Um, and it was just a, it was an interesting experience learning Southern culture and, uh, the way people are in the South and how relations are black, white in the South and just being in that, in the change and the adjustment that you had to experience and learn the hard way. So tell us about yourself, Yaya. It's, uh, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that you were born in the Dominican Republic because I don't think I remember um, you ever told me you were born in DR. I just automatically assumed you were like me, born and raised in New York. Um, of course, it was, New York is, everybody knows, it's a melting pot, right? Mm -hmm. And there was no question about um, where, why does this brown girl speak Spanish? Like, right. there were so many Dominicans, <laughs> right. so many Puerto Ricans, so many um, people from Central America that it was, it wasn't a question. Um, it wasn't a question actually until I moved to Long Island, which is the suburbs in New York. And at that time, it was it wasn't what it is now. And what it you know what it is now again, it's a lot of Latinos um, in that area. So um, my me growing up wasn't so hard as far as the culture and trying to figure out. I mean, of course, you do have like the blacks and the white and you're trying to figure out it was more like americanizing yeah that's what it was it was trying to figure out the american way all the while trying to maintain your culture the one that your parents are raising you with right but not being embarrassed when you stepped out the door <laughs> with your american friends yes absolutely so i wanted to kind of also because our show is latino and it's definitely based on afro latino so just to kind of give you a definition of Afro-Latino is a Latin American uh, person of significant or mainly African ancestry. So racially, we're black, but we are from Latin America. So anywhere from Cuba to Argentina, 
there are black people in Argentina, there are black people in Mexico, as long with everybody makes the assumption of just like DR and stuff like that. Um, quick fact, second highest uh, Afro uh, population is in Colombia, first highest in the hemisphere, let me clarify, is in Brazil, so. So uh, I, I wanted to bring up the fact that there is a difference between race, ethnicity, and nationality. Mm -hmm. um, it's it it will help us understand this as well, like uh, being why we identify as Afro Latino. So your race, um, according to the um, Webster Dictionary, uh, is a category category of humankind that share certain distinctive physical traits. Um, so our curly or kinky hair, our skin tone, um, the nose, the thicker lips, um, those are all characteristics of Afro-Latino, not Afro-Latinos, but African descendants. Right. Um, we have ethnicity. Ethnicity is your culture, um, the language, the food, um, and the music. So we all know Dominicans, we are big on what merengue yes. and bachata. bachata. That's, that's <laughs> us. That's that's our culture. Um, nationality is the country where you're from. Um, for me, I identify close closer to. I yeah, I was born and raised here in in the U.S. But I identify as my nationality as Dominican because that's where my parents are from, and that's and that's how I was raised with that culture. Right. So Latino and Hispanic person can be of any race. In other words. Correct, correct. And let's, another thing that we want to clarify too, um, Spanish, Latino, two different things, all right? Spanish are individuals who are from Spain. So I do not, uh, yes, I do have, and I've done it before, and I know that people still might do it, they interchange Spanish and Latino because they feel like, oh, it's And Hispanic, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Um, Spanish are those who are from Spain. Latinos, Hispanic, are those who are from the Caribbean, Central America. Latin America, um, just a Latin American Latin America. continent, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Correct. and we have some people that, you know, we're going to cover some things about how, like, some people, um, and maybe some of us ourselves in the past would be like, wait, no, I'm Latino, I'm not black, which are two different things, not even understanding ourselves that those are two different things, and then how some people... Can, can I identify as Latino, um, like a recent celebrity, and then they're like, the whole time you've been identifying Latino, but then when you got accused of being a colorist or a racist, not, you know, now you're pulling the Afro-Latino card. So okay. it's just an interesting and, dynamic that's complicated. And and that's part of the, that's part of us learning it now, because me growing up, and I'm sure with you as well, like Afro-Latino was not it was not thrown around. Like, it was not something that is taught or something that my parents spoke about. We were Latinos. That's what we was. And I, I will be honest, I never identified as black. Um, it wasn't until six years ago until somebody taught me about the African diaspora. That's when I started realizing and I started learning, like, oh, wait a minute. I am, I am black. And my culture is Latino, but my race is black. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the African diaspora was, which I really hope that you do know what it is. Um, if you don't, please look it up, do your research. But in essence, um, 
it's a mass it's the mass dispersion of people from africa from um excuse me during the transatlantic slave trade um diaspora took millions of people from western and central africa to different regions throughout americas and the caribbean so we blacks are everywhere african descendants are everywhere we have been spread all over um but again a lot of us don't know this history or know much about it and that's why Pamela and I are here because we want to explore more about this we want to learn not just for ourselves but also for um for those in our generation who who are just now learning and and for our children um for me particularly I have kids and I want them to know their history and where they come from because it's empowering to be able to identify yourself. And not only that, but the African diaspora, just like, you know, you have people from different cultures that are white, you have a German or an Irish person. We are of African descendants, but our culture is different. And I think that's the thing that we have to understand and respect about each other that we are the same but our culture can be very different. There's a lot of things that people kind of have to keep in mind. And that perfect example that makes things different is, you know, the one drop rule in the U.S. You know, you're one drop black, you're black. But in in America, it's actually the opposite. As soon as, you know, something, you got some kind of white or indigenous, they're like, well, well you're yes, not really black. Girl. You're not really black. So, you know, it's just something that we're definitely going to explore more and more on this podcast is that, and just terminology, like how our terms are different, like the N word versus when we say negro, I feel like some people see that word and they're like, oh my God. And you're like, wait, there's, there's, there's things that are associated with that word for you guys. That's negative. And for us, it's not, there's, there's a, there's a association for us. It's completely different. And it's not the def and it's not the same definition either when you look up both words. So for us, a negro or morena is a term of endearment. So those are things that are culturally different, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I, I was just going to say the exact same thing. It's like those are terms of endearment. Like our in our family, like the colors are, how do, it's mass. Like I am, I am, if anybody knows me, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dark skin. I'm more, I don't know, brown. Yeah. I guess. Um, but my sisters are way lighter than me and they have, you know, they don't have my hair. They don't have my curly, kinky hair. My, I was the only one in my family who had to get a relaxer. Um, and my sister, lighter, um, lighter complexion. Um, they have that nice, um, silky, smooth hair, mm-hmm. you know. And for us, for for my family, I was the morena, or la, you know, la negrita. Yeah. But it was never in, it was never, like, hurtful. So we're used to, like, Latinos, we're used to hearing that, la morenita, la negrita. Right. Um, those are all different terms of endearment. Um, whereas, if you were to say the N-word, that, yeah. So then for me, I would be a hawa, which when you look up hawa, hawa is like a yellow or red bun, what we would call in the south. I don't know if they use that in the northeast. I've been in the South so long. I'm probably the only Dominican that sometimes has a Southern accent. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm considered like a, a yellow bone. And I remember trying to learn that term and people were like, what? And I'm like, what? So I'm a Hava, which is kind of, it's pretty much like a yellow or a red bone, what we would identify with, right? My complexion is light, but my hair is this and my features are, you know, clearly so African. that would be like uh, my son. Yes, my son your son. Is, 
Super both light of skin. both of your both of your kids are yellow bones. Well, he's like well, he's lighter. He's, he's but she still she still has a yellow tone to her. She does. She yeah. does. But he has like the really kinky curly hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, he it, would be the halal. Halal. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> and that's the thing too is like we want to just educate you guys on the on our culture and tell our story about our culture because we're also tired of being a fetish. Oh my god. Yeah, yes, so um, I, I, I'm tired of being, I, we are tired of being the fetish Latino girl. We are people. We have our yes. own quirks and our own things. And, and I think what bothers me most, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, about being a fetish, fetish is the fact that it's insulting because if you see me and I don't speak to you, if you just see me standing there, you are going, you automatically assume that I'm black American, right? I'm black American. Now, um, whether you approach me or not, whatever, it's cool. But then the minute I speak Spanish, it's like, oh my God, you speak Spanish? Oh my God. Oh, how do you speak? Where? That's that another is- topic because you know what I think? I think if you wore your hair straight, you wouldn't get that. And I get that. I feel the same way. I think if I wore my hair straight, people would talk to me in Spanish here, but they don't because we're wearing our hair natural. The assumption is you're uh, American. Uh-huh, you're black American. Yeah, so like, oh that's, that's yes. why, yeah, I definitely think that's the big thing. And, you know, we want to break the stereotypes also because the the problem about being a fetish, right, is that um, we're people. And when you, when I'm in, I'm into a fetish, it goes away. It's not long-term love. It's temporary. It's temporary, mm-hmm. right? It's lust. So that's the issue with that. But it's the it's the sexual is that am i saying that term right that's like oh and then now that we're here because i'm struggling with this word i need folks to know um english spanish is gonna come out out of my mouth the way the easiest way for me. right <laughs> so i'm gonna try to say certain words in spanish or in english um but it's just gonna come out the way it does yeah yeah understandable understandable of course because we're bilingual we grew up bilingual so we're gonna have those things so so the sexualization of latinas is an issue and and that's where we don't want to be and and the and the the fact that we're supposed to look a certain way a certain way yeah not not even not even but for us it's like we're 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 dealing with a lot of levels we're we're Latin, we're black, and we're trying to deal with Dominican culture at home, deal with American culture outside. And then that third level is the African American experience and dealing with that culture. Like, how do we fit into all of that, right? Where do we fit into all of that? Exactly, because remember, that was that's the thing with me is like people are telling us our story, right? Where the Latinos are telling us our story, like they don't come up to you and speak to you in Spanish and you're like, Excuse me? And then black people are like, Well, you're black. How come you don't eat this or how come you don't do these things? And you're like, Because we're different culturally and mm-hmm. please understand that. Like so that's I wanna clarify and demystify all of that and this and be there for people like us because it's like we are not just this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nobody thinks about it like how we treat a German person you're like oh German people have a tour professor they're great we respect their culture and Irish people wear these things it's like we have those kind of differences too why do we treat black people like they're one moving like one a big monolith that all moves together we all act and look the same and we're not but the, and, but that's for me it's the opposite where I feel like we don't fit in there are some instances where I felt like I don't fit in in the 
black no. culture. No, you don't. Culture. We we don't. But the thing is, when black people experience us, they need to also not treat us like we're supposed to exactly act like them. Is what I'm saying. Or or treat us like oh we don't fit in with them. Um, because that's one of my things. It's like okay, I don't fit in because I speak Spanish, but I'm black. Yeah, and know? and I've come I've to heard. I've come to I've terms with that, that when you're older. I don't I don't want to say that because I fit in with my friends now, but it's definitely hard when you're young, when you're trying to understand each other culturally. But also, yes. I want to clarify that, you know, we should just respect each other and understand that we are different and that my parents and my obligations with family are different than yours and, you know, things like that, that people just... But in a lot of ways, we are the same. We like, are, so but I, are I want same. people to also... It's a big thing for me. It is because we are different. Again, because that's because if we're not saying that we're different, then we be we put ourselves in a box. You know, like we're all the same and we're not. You know, we're not the same. So I just want people to respect the culture, the Hispanic culture in general, and that people are different. We're black people, but you know, there's just things that we are the same. We love our family. We try to keep families much together. But Hispanic people will have ten people living in the house. That's not a lie. Let's be honest. <laughs> We'll have 12 of them in the car. Right. Let's not lie. From Mexico to DR, we're just going to do it. So, this is one of those things that we're like, we, we are thick as thieves sometimes. And, we're, and they're like, why does everybody have to come furniture shopping? I don't know. That's just some things that we do. That's some things that we do. So, I mean, just to kind of like, you know, close it out for me, Yaya. And I'll fill in wherever, you know. Well, we really just want to learn ourselves um, and want to educate our our public, our friends, our family, because one of the things that's identified as Afro-Latino is, is the backlash that we get, not just from outsiders, but from our own family as well. So this for us is um, it's a big passion. It's something Pamela and I have been talking about for a year now and we're finally here we're finally doing this yeah um and I would say, like, not necessarily backlash, but, you know, it's just, it's different. And when you're dealing with the old school generation, you know, like anything, we've all dealt with it. Whether you're arguing politics with your parents or whatever, it's just, you're trying to relearn. They're, they're having to relearn stuff, and sometimes they're not going to be accepting of it. So I want to um, have fun and break stereotypes and just get to be a space for people like us, but for the younger generation, also for the older generation to be able to talk about it, break the cycle, admit and accept for all of us. Like, there's some things the that biggest, are not right. Biggest, biggest part is accept. Yeah. Accept because I uh, there are many Latinos who will not accept. Like, yes, we have African descendants in us. Uh, we're not all. Not all of us are black. That's absolutely you know true. But those who are, we should accept it, and and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, yeah. One of our other things that we want to also do again is speak on the contribution yeah. that Latinos have had on uh, in America. Bama, do you want to speak a little bit about that? I mean, we're gonna talk about uh, every you know podcast. We'll do a historical like minute on a Latino or Afro Latino that um, that contributed to the U.S. Because I think right now the narrative is so negative. And I want everybody to understand that we've been here and we've been contributing for many generations. And just a quick tidbit that we'll probably cover in our next one with more of a, uh, a, 
background and his name and everything is that the first Tus one of the first Tuskegee Airmen was Dominican. Um, so we're, yes, exactly. So we're here, we're here to stay, but we've all, we've also been here a couple of generations and we've been contributing to this country. Um, so I think for me, it's also a thing where, um, I'm not gonna let people take that away from us. I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm not gonna let people do that. So. And, and yes, we may sound a little serious right now, but like we're super excited and we're definitely going to have fun with this as well because we want the people to know about our culture. Our culture is crazy, like especially like Dominican cultures and our family and, um, you know, us going to school, um, dealing with, you know, again, our identity. So we're super excited that you guys are here on this ride with us. We don't know where it's going to take us, where it's going to lead, but... But we're going to have a lot of interviews. Yes, we're going to have a lot of guests, um, people talking about um, natural hair, natural hair salons um, in New York and in DR and that whole thing. And just a lot of been big growth on natural hair, even in Brazil. So we want to cover that and we want to cover like people who are doing great causes in the U.S. and DR. So we have a lot of guests uh, coming up for you guys and a lot of chats about different things that we should we should just unpack all of it, all the layers of it, so. Yes, yes. With that said, thank you guys for joining us on our first episode of Culture and Sancocho. Again, I am Yaya. And I'm Pamela. And we hope to see you next time. Adios. Adios a ti.